You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to a Wednesday edition of Locked On Warriors. I'm Wes Goldberg, Warriors beat writer for the Mercury News. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube and follow Locked On Warriors on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you get podcasts or episodes every day, Monday through Friday. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join me this Thursday at noon Pacific to get in on the action. Greenroom, changing the way we talk sports. Uh, We'll get to how the Warriors can benefit from Draymond Green being on the Olympic roster and then get to some fake trades later on. But let's first start with the news that center Kevon Looney will pick up his $5.1 million player option for next season. So what does this mean for the Warriors? Well, of course, it means, number one, that they have their starting center back. And I say starting because... Kevon Looney has more than earned the starting center job for next season. Okay? Uh, let's recap the year really quick. Doesn't get an opportunity to compete for the starting center job. Steve Kerr told me a few weeks ago, they basically handed that starting center job to James Wiseman, uh, the second overall pick. They wanted to develop him. That was the whole point of the season. Well, the Wiseman development plan didn't go as planned. It, it took longer than they expected. And Wiseman wasn't contributing, and Kevon Looney was. But let's keep in mind that Kevon Looney was coming off of an injury-plagued year that saw him deal with a, a neuropathic condition that was very scary, an abdominal strain that required surgery over the offseason. And so they didn't know what they were getting with Kevon Looney going into this second year of a three-year contract, three-year $15 million contract that he signed in 2019. So they didn't know what they were going to get. And what ended up happening was Kevon Looney having, quietly, I thought, the best regular season of his career. Now, what he is able to provide that starting lineup with the screen setting, with the unselfish type of play, knowing where to be on defense, being able to switch onto the perimeter and onto guards, that's exactly what the Warriors needed. But Wiseman was the starter on opening night in Brooklyn. He was the starter for a while, until January when Kevon Looney supplanted him in the starting lineup. The difference with Looney in that starting lineup, the Warriors were seven points better per 100 possessions with Looney in that starting unit and with Looney on the floor than when Looney was not on the court at all. You combine, you take that, compare that to James Wiseman when the team was basically, you know, getting outscored by 10 plus points per game with Wiseman on the court. And that's, that's a huge swing, right? I mean, you're talking about one of the best starting lineups in the league with Looney, Steph, uh, later, Kent Bazemore, uh, Wiggins, and Draymond Green versus one of the worst starting lineups in the league with basically all parts equal except for Looney and Wiseman. Uh, and it was because of all those things that Looney did. It was because of some of the shortcomings that Wiseman had. Look, he was 19 years old, no summer league, no training camp, uh, just had three years of col- or, or three games in college under his belt. So he wasn't prepared. He wasn't ready. They, they gave him too much too soon. So this is less of an indictment on James and more just talking about what Kevon Looney did. And look, four points per game, five rebounds a game, a couple of assists, which I think was another thing that goes overlooked with Kevon's game. He's actually a really good passer. He knows where Steph is going to be. He knows where Draymond is going to be. So you combine his two assists per game with the amount of screen assists that he gets. Obviously the best screener on the team, easily the best screener for Steph Curry. You combine all of that and you get a picture of what it is that Kevon Looney does. Does he put up a bunch of points? No. 
But the Warriors' starting lineup doesn't need a center who needs the ball, right? You've got Steph already. You've got Draymond, who's your de facto point guard. You've got Klay Thompson coming back. You've got Wiggins, who's going to need the ball as turning him out. I don't know that if you have a center like James Wiseman who needs the ball and who needs plays called for him or another center like that, that that works. I think there's diminishing returns in that starting lineup. Kevon Looney, to me, is the perfect starting center for this team. And because of the season he had, he has more than earned the starting center job next year. If something, barring any major roster changes, barring James Wiseman making some sort of huge leap, even though he's dealing with this meniscus injury that he had in April, and that put Kamal Looney back into the starting lineup after he went out. And the only reason he left the starting lineup in the first place was because the Warriors were several games under 500. Didn't look like they were going to make the playoffs. Wiseman goes down. Looney gets back into the lineup. They win 15 of their final 20 games propel themselves into the playing tournament where obviously they lost, but at least they had a chance. And a big part of that was Steph going on an insane scoring stretch and all those things. But if you think Kevon Looney didn't play a major part of that with the screens that he was setting, with the fact that you didn't need to force feed him the ball, the fact that everything was connected. If you don't think that Kevon had anything to do with Steph going on that huge toward scoring stretch in the last couple months of the season, then you're kidding yourself. He absolutely did. And that's why he has to be a starter next year. I don't see... Again, barring a crazy upgrade at that position, I don't see a reason why Kavon shouldn't be the starter next year. So good for the Warriors. You're getting him back at $5.1 million next year. He'll be an unrestricted free agent after that. He's only 25, right? And we're hearing rumors about the Warriors potentially trading Wiseman. It's not like Looney is some sort of old vet, right? I mean, he's got an oldish body. He's got injury history that you have to worry about. I still think that the Warriors should add some depth at that position this offseason. But I don't know that they should be looking for a starter. I don't even know if they need to necessarily upgrade that position. I think there's other holes in that roster that they need to fill. If Looney's your starting center next year, you're looking pretty good because he's a perfect fit for what they need right now. Um, all right, I want to talk about what Draymond Green can do on the Olympic roster, maybe some recruiting. Uh, but first, let's talk about Green Room. This episode is brought to you by Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting rooms for Locked On Warriors once a week, and you can join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. Green Room is perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to the biggest breaking news. And be sure to join me this Thursday at noon Pacific along with Bram Hillsman of the Warriors Huddle Podcast. I'm letting you know now so that you can mark it down on your calendar. Noon on Thursdays. We're trying to do this every Thursday at noon Pacific time. Be a friend. Come on through. Go download the free Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Create a profile, link your Twitter account, and then join the Warriors group for the latest league updates. Follow me at WC Goldberg to be notified when my room goes live. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. Today on the road to the finals, our NBA playoffs coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. Draymond Green is going to be part of this Team USA roster, which strikes me as interesting because you look at that roster, uh, there's a couple of things that stand out. Obviously, you have a reunion with Draymond Green and Kevin Durant. Well, we also know what happens on Team USA. We know that recruiting is being done. And Draymond Green, we know, was the main recruiter of Kevin Durant back in 2016. Can Draymond... Play that same role again. Draymond Green is the only Warriors player on 
Team USA. Steph Curry decided not to participate. He would rather spend the offseason resting, rehabbing, uh, and and instead uh, of taking an opportunity to win his first Olympic gold medal, is doing that. So that's his prerogative. Good for Steph. He thought that that was necessary. And I agree with him. With the scoring load and everything that was asked of him this last year, I think he needs the rest. Draymond, meanwhile, I actually think that playing in the Olympics would be better for his body. I'm not worried about Draymond wearing down. What he needs is stakes. We know that about Draymond Green. And I don't know about you and what you did during the pandemic to stay in shape, but we know that Draymond Green was on that Peloton a whole lot. But he's got to be sick of that thing by now, right? I mean, you can't just do that every day to stay in shape. You want to play ball. You want to play ball to stay in shape if you're a basketball player. Look, I used the same uh, uh, resistance bands for four months, basically. And then I was just over it. I was sick of it. I took up running just because I needed to do something different. Okay? You think Draymond Green is going to go back and just do the Peloton or whatever? Look, I don't know. I don't know what Draymond Green's usual routine is. But what I do know is that it probably involves non-pandemic times playing basketball. And it's probably not as competitive. It doesn't deal with the travel that the Olympics does. But I think with these stakes... With what's on the line here, the Olympics is a big deal. Uh, I think Draymond is going to very much look forward to it. I think it's going to help his body. It's going to help him stay in shape. And then he hopefully looks better going into next season than he did at the start of last season when he was dealing with a, a positive, uh, a missing training camp because of a coronavirus test and all these things. So he's hopefully in peak playing shape by the time next year begins because Warriors are going to need it, right? They can't take any regular season, for, uh, regular season game for granted as we learned this last season. So that's part of why Draymond being on this Olympic roster is good news. The other part of it is that maybe he can start recruiting. Now, without getting into the nuts and bolts of how a trade or a recruiting or a free agent or anything like that would work out, let's just look at the roster first. You have Bam Adebayo from Miami, Bradley Beal out of Washington, D.C., Devin Booker from Phoenix, Kevin Durant, obviously, Jeremy Grant from Detroit, Drew Holiday from Milwaukee, Zach Levine from Chicago, Damian Lillard out of Portland, Kevin Love out of Cleveland, Chris Middleton out of Milwaukee, Jason Tatum out of Boston. Now, you look at those blue chip, future superstar, current young superstar kind of guys, Bam Adebayo, Devin Booker, Jason Tatum, probably not getting any of those guys in the Warriors, right? Tatum's the guy in Boston, Booker's the guy in Phoenix. Bam's the guy that they're building around in Miami. You look at the other guys like Bradley Beal. Okay, well, he could be a free agent in 2022. He could demand a trade. If he demands a trade, well, then the Warriors are going to be near the top of that list, right? Because you could put Andrew Wiggins, James Wiseman, the number seven pick, the number 14 pick, any future first rounders, whatever, Jordan Poole. You could put all that kind of stuff in a package that would be really enticing, I think, if you're Washington, because now you're able to rebuild with Wiseman, last year's number two pick, this year's number seven pick, this year's number 14 pick, and all those other things. So I actually think that that would be a nice deal. So maybe Draymond Green gets in Bradley Beal's ear. Hey, man, they just fired Scott Brooks. That was your guy. Look at that roster around you. Like, look, I think guys like Danny Avdia has got a bright ceiling, Rui Hachimura, a high ceiling, bright future. But you're good right now, man. You just lost by decimals for the scoring title to Steph Curry. You really want to do it more in Washington? You're going to be a free agent in a year anyway. 
you're going to have an opportunity to make your decision. Why not make it now? And in a year, we're not going to be able to sign you because we don't have any cap space, but we could trade for you right now. And we might not be able to trade for you in a year because we don't have draft picks in a year. We got that Minnesota pick this year. So if you want to play in San Francisco, you got to do it now. So that's Draymond Green's pitch to Bradley Beal. Something to think about. Jeremy Grant, everybody in my mentions wants the Warriors to trade for Jeremy Grant. Whatever. Moving on. I don't think the Pistons are trading Grant. There's no motivation. That's a win from an offseason ago. They're trying to get better, not worse. Trading Jeremy Grant makes them worse, not better. He's young. They're building around him. I don't know why people think that they're going to suddenly trade Jeremy Grant. I don't see it happening. Zach Levine, interesting. Not the kind of player, if I'm the Warriors, though, that I'm going after. Not good enough, right? Not that level of player that the Warriors need. Okay. Damian Lillard. We talked about this later earlier in the week. I'm in his year, man. Come back to San Francisco. Live in Oakland. Just cross the bridge. That's all you got to do. All of us live in Oakland and Moraga and Blackhawk and all those places anyway. You can live in Oakland. You can return to the Bay Area, to your home. You can represent. Probably not happening. If Damian Lillard does move, it's probably not to a team like the Warriors where he's going to be looked at as joining a super team. Probably want to be the lead somewhere, something like that. But who knows? If I'm Draymond Green, I get in his ear anyway. Chris Middleton, not moving. Jason Tatum, not moving. Here's the guy that I'm interested in. Kevin Love. Now, he's due $30-plus million next year. I think $30-plus million the year after that, if I'm if I'm right. But I'm not interested in trading for Kevin Love, if I'm the Warriors. But maybe there's a Blake Griffin type of scenario. And if we believe the reports, Blake Griffin long-targeted Brooklyn as a potential, hey, let me get myself bought out here out of Detroit. I'm not going to dunk for a couple of years. I'm going to play really poorly. They're going to buy me out, move all in on that rebuild effort that they've got going on. And they're going to buy me out, and I'm going to join Brooklyn. I'm going to have a chance to win a championship. Well, Kevin Love has been on a garbage Cavaliers team ever since LeBron left. He had a taste for the finals, right? Warriors fans know that. Saw him in the finals plenty of times. You think he's interested in watching Darius Garland and Colin Sexton develop? We actually know he's not because he has these outbursts on the floor all the time where he throws the ball at his teammates and yells at his coaches. He doesn't want to be there anymore. You think Kevin Love wants to be in Cleveland? I think what he wants, I don't think he wants to give up $30 million. But if you're Draymond Green, maybe you get in Kevin Love's ear and you say, look, man, you're exactly what we need to fill out our center rotation. Could you imagine you, Kevon Looney, James Wiseman? I mean, that is perfect. You could play next to me. You could play next to Looney and Wiseman at power forward. You could be the backup power forward. You're exactly what we need. We need a six man with playoff experience, with finals experience. That's who we need. That's you, man. Let's go win a championship together. All you got to do is get bought out by Cleveland. Negotiate a buyout. Yeah, you're going to leave some money on the table, but you're not going to have to deal with that mess anymore. And you've made a lot of money in your career, Kevin. Why don't you come to the Bay Area? We'll get you invested. Get you invested in some startup stuff and help you make some money that you couldn't otherwise make in Ohio. LeBron did it. LeBron came to California. He's in Hollywood now. He's making his money work for him. We can make that happen for you too, Kevin. If I'm Draymond Green, I'm talking to Bradley Beal. I'm talking to Damian Lillard. I'm talking to those guys. 
But I think I've got a real shot at convincing Kevin Love to come. Negotiate a buyout. Sign with us. We'll save our mid-level exception for you. You won't even have to sign for the minimum. We'll give you a portion of the mid-level. We'll sell you for $3 million a year. Leave some money on the table. We'll pay you. We'll get you invested. We'll get you set up. We're going to go win a championship. If I'm Draymond Green, that's my pitch in Tokyo this summer. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, but unlike most protein bars, it actually tastes good and it's good for you. Built Bar is great for health-conscious men and women, whether you want to maintain or lose weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. They're great if you're on a keto or another low-carb type of diet, and they have nine different flavors available now, and they're always creating and releasing new exciting flavors. Built Bar has been with us for a long time. I've been eating Built Bars for a long time. I always keep a few boxes in the fridge. I like to get them cold, have them for a snack between lunch and dinner. And like I said, Built Bar has been friends of the show for almost a year now. We appreciate the partnership that we've built. So support the show by supporting those who support us. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off on your next order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. The NBA playoffs are on, and even though the Warriors aren't a part of it, you can be. Take a look at the spreads, the money lines, the over-unders, and more. At Bet Online. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, but only when you use the promo code LOCKED ON. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Starting July 19th, the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 podcast presented by Locked On and Odyssey, featuring an analysis from the GOAT of NBA Mock Drafts, Chad Ford, and Odyssey NBA experts Brian Scalabrini and former general manager Ryan McDonough. Our Locked On NBA local experts will make selections and trades for your favorite basketball teams throughout this week-long special event. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 podcast on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Odyssey is your home For all sports, podcasts, music, news that matter to you, that's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. So there's a lot been going on. John Hollinger of The Athletic wrote about the Warriors wanting to potentially package James Wiseman and this number seven pick to acquire some sort of immediate help. And the name he threw out there was Pascal Siakam. We did a deep dive on Siakam earlier in the week. So if you want to check that out, that's on the YouTube channel. That's wherever you get podcasts in your podcast feed. I also wrote about it for the Mercury News. You could check about it. You could check that out over there. But what if it's not Pascal Siakam? I came up with a few other names. I came up with three other names. Three other names that I wanted to run by. Okay? Let's think about this. So you can basically, with Wiseman, who's making $9.1 million next year, you can move Wiseman, the number seven pick, and some other minimum contracts. We're talking about the Michael Molders, Alan Smiley Geeches, Damian Lees, those non-guaranteed deals. You could throw Eric Paschal in there if they, he's of interest to another team as a rotation guy, even though his contract is guaranteed for next year. So those are some thoughts, right? You can also improve that salary matching number by making the selection at number seven for another team and then consummating the deal 30 days later. Uh and signing that player and then consummating the deal 30 days later. So that player would carry about a $5.5 million salary cap hit. So that would obviously balloon that kind of salary matching option that you have. So I came up with three names. The first one is Davis Bertans out of Washington. 
42% three-point shooter at the power forward position, six foot ten. The Warriors want to add some floor spacing, some shooting, size. Bertans has all of that. You would have to trade Wiseman in some minimum contracts or Wiseman and make the pick for Washington and do the pick for and trade 30 days later type deal. But you could get Davis Bertans. I don't know that that's worth that if I'm the Warriors. Punting on Wiseman's long-term upside, punting on a potential number seven overall pick. Bertans is a good player. He's not a great fit for the Warriors. You can't play him in a bunch of different lineups. You could play him next to Draymond in that front court, but I don't love it. I'd rather just have Juan Descano Anderson honestly making 40% of his threes out of the corner, uh, even though Bertans is obviously a superior three-point shooter and more proven at this point. Uh, a better floor spacer, but not necessarily a guy who can attack closeouts, not a guy who could do a whole lot else, and also a guy that could get beat on defense, right? Exploited on defense. So I don't love the Bertans thing, but I thought it was worth mentioning. Here's one I like a little bit more. Charlotte for Terry Rozier. 20.4 points per game last year on 45% shooting, 39% from three-point range, 4.2 assists to 1.9 turnovers. That's a really good ratio. It would take Wiseman, the, f- the seventh pick, Smiley Geach, and Mulder to get Terry Rozier. Now, if you've got Rozier, you have your point guard to back up Steph Curry. So when Steph goes on the bench, you've got a 20-point-per-game score who can run your offense when Steph is not, which has been, which is one of the biggest holes the Warriors need to fill is how do we score points when Steph is not playing? Rozier helps you in a very major way. He doesn't solve that need completely, but if you put the right talent around him, Rozier, Jordan Poole, Juan Descano-Anderson, maybe Wiseman comes off the bench. You have a 1-5 pick-and-roll thing with Rozier and, and Wiseman going on. That could work. And Rozier had a couple years where he wasn't any good defensively, had a couple years in Boston where he's very good defensively, Last year, he's somewhere in the middle of that. I think that there's upside there. And if you believe in the Warriors and what they're able to do out of, and get out of guys like Andrew Wiggins and other guys in the past, Rozier has all the skills, right? The physical skill set, long wingspan, athletic, uh, competitive, all those things Rozier has. And I think the Warriors could tap into that and get more out of him defensively. He's not going to be a lockdown defender, I don't think, if you're asking him to be basically your offense when Steph isn't playing. But you could play him next to Steph and Clay Thompson, theoretically, and add some playmaking, add an element of scoring that would be really valuable to the Warriors. I mean, Steph, Rozier, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, you've really got a dangerous, switchable type of lineup there. I like that. Is it worth seven in Wiseman is the question. And depending on what this front office thinks of Terry Rozier, if they think he could be part of the closing lineup, it probably is. It probably is. Also, depending on what they think, could be available at seven. If they think a guy like Davion Mitchell, for example, can basically do that from day one, then no, you keep both guys. But the chance of a rookie, as good as Davion Mitchell, I think could be on day one, doing what Terry Rozier did last year for Charlotte, chances of that are very slim. Uh, Here's the last one that I wanted to get to. Houston. Let's look at Houston. They've got the number two pick in this draft. They're rebuilding. Now, what if the Warriors said, hey, we see you're rebuilding. You get a number two pick in a really deep draft. You're going to get a franchise guy. A lot of mock drafts have them bypassing Evan Mobley for Jalen Green. Okay. You want a guard? We get it. We'll give you your new center of the future in James Wiseman, the number two overall pick last year, and the seventh overall pick for Christian Wood. Now, here's Christian Wood. 
21 points per game on 51.4% shooting overall, 37.4% on 5.3 three-pointers a game, five-ish three-pointers a game, 9.6 rebounds, 1.7 assists, that's key, and 1.2 blocks. He's a rim protector. Now, Christian Wood, 25, 26 years old, he's young, but you could argue that he's not even young enough to be in Houston's new championship window, or I shouldn't say championship window, rebuilding window. Right? They've got John Wall there, but only because he has to be there, because he has to be somewhere on that salary. You can move Wiseman, the seventh overall pick, Smiley Geach, and Mulder. And then Houston can decide what they wanted to do with those guys. They can wave Smiley Geach, they can hold on to Mulder, or they can wave him before uh, opening day for little to no cost. So if you're the Rockets, you get a 20-year-old in James Wiseman to pair along with, let's call it Jalen Green at the number two pick. Okay, boom. There's your point guard. There's your center of the future. And you get the seventh pick, where you could potentially pick up a Scotty Barnes, maybe even a Jonathan Kaminga if he falls. You can get Davion Mitchell. You can get Franz Wagner. You could draft Keon Johnson, Jalen Johnson. I mean, you've got your pick there at number seven. So now, if you're the Rockets, you go within a year of having to trade, or less than a year of having to trade James Harden, to, hey, we've got three guys that we are now building around between Jalen Green, James Wiseman, and the seventh overall pick. That's our big three of the future. I think it makes sense for Houston. I think it makes sense for the Warriors. Despite what I said earlier in the show about Kevon Looney, unless you can, I said, barring a major roster upgrade, Christian Wood is that major roster upgrade, Right? You put him in that starting lineup with his passing ability, his scoring ability, his ability to switch everything on defense. With Draymond, Wiggins, Clay, Steph, you've really got something there. You could bring Looney off of the bench. Looney and Christian Wood, by the way, could play together. So when Steph and Draymond aren't in, you could basically run offense through Christian Wood. And you have him, Kevon Looney. Juan Descano Anderson, Jordan Poole, whatever else kind of player you add. You could put Clay Thompson in that lineup. Andrew Wiggins in that lineup. I think you really got something there. I think it makes a lot of sense for both sides. But I'm not in any of those front offices, so we'll see. Uh, just some freight trade ideas for you on a Wednesday. That'll do it for us today. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Locked on Warriors wherever you listen to podcasts. Rate, review, and say nice things about the show. Locked on Warriors is now on YouTube. So you can watch the show and subscribe to our channel over there. And then, of course, you can reach me on Twitter at WC Goldberg or email me at wgoldberg at bayarianewsgroup.com. Enjoy your day. Thanks for listening. And see you here tomorrow.